Uh, we are extremely excited. I know we were all uh, hoping, praying uh, to be within our new building come, the, uh, uh, come Easter. But the last thing I wanted to do, the last thing we wanted to do is, is staff is try and throw together a, an Easter service that last week, trying to rush in, find where the lights are, find where, where the bathrooms are, try and teach parents where to, uh, where to take their kids. I feel like I'm ringing up here. Can I get, it might be monitors. Um, but the uh, last thing we wanted to do is, is have people trying to figure out what they were supposed to do on, on that day. And, and so we wanted to, to have something set, be able to go in and, and figure out um, uh, kind of our, our logistics, how we were going to set everything up. And so we are excited. Paris Junior High has an auditorium that seats 1,200 people. Uh, it's a, a, a large auditorium. We're super excited. I know last year, uh, North Lamar's auditorium seats 650. We had closer to 1,000. Um, Shh, don't tell the fire marshal. <laughs> Shh, um, and so we wanted to make sure we had a, a large enough facility, and uh, we're super excited to be over at, at Paris Junior High, and, and we've been talking with the, uh, the administration over there, and, and they're eager to, I say they're eager. Um, <laughs> they're doing it, so there you go. Uh, it's going to be great, guys, and, and that's part of my message today is, is gearing up exactly for, uh, for Easter. Uh, today I want to start a new series um, called Change Agent, and, and over the over the last couple weeks, uh, I, I knew I wanted to, to I knew what I wanted to speak on. I just I didn't have a, a title for it. I, I knew I wanted to. Oh, oh, what I constantly get from people is is this look. I, I know I'm saved, but it's this idea of or this thought that well, can God really use me? I mean, if, if Corey, if you knew what I'd done, if you knew my past, if you knew where I was, if you knew, and, and what we do as a people is, is we have a tendency to remember everything that was. I came across this, uh, I was reading some, doing some reading on, on business, on the corporate world, and I came across this phrase, change agent, and, and change agent is someone who has the skill set and is equipped with full authority to promote and enable change to happen within any group or organization. I read that, and, and when I finally saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, that's it. That's it. The corporate world is already using the very name that, that Christ has given to us. When we're saved, when we come before God, when we cry out, God, I need you in my life, you're Lord and Savior of my life, at that very moment, Scripture tells us, the old is gone, behold, all things have become new. The old is gone. It even goes so far as to say that he takes our sins, the things that, that we hold on to, that we remember, he takes them and he casts them as far as the east is from the west. It then goes on, Scripture even tells us even further that God, who's all-knowing, who, who's omnipotent, who, who's this, this uh, I mean, he's, he's all-powerful, he chooses, Scripture tells us, he chooses to not remember our past transgressions, our sins. And yet all the time, what do we do? God, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm the right man for the job. I don't, I don't think I'm the right woman for the job. I don't think that I can. Uh, God, you know, I've got this issue. I, I did this and I did this. And I think the whole time that, that we're saying, well, God, you, you remember what I did. And God's going like, no. No, I, I don't. Why? Because I, I chose to not remember when you came to me and you asked me into your life. See, each and every one of us, and what I hope to do over these next few weeks, this is my, my pre-Easter Easter message. Um, this is for us. For the next three weeks, what I want to do is I, I want to speak specifically to you guys because each and every one of you, if you've come before God, if you said, God, I need you in my life, at that very moment, God said, you are now 
fully equipped, empowered by my spirit, by my authority in you to make change happen within your sphere, within your realm of influence. It's you. So here we are, we're going to have Easter service, and, and, and what I hope to do is, is, is encourage each and every one of you to realize that the power of God to impact, to change somebody's life, it's, it's not here on the stage. It's not, it's not me. I'm not on some soapbox walking around like I've got it together. You know who has the power to change people? God has given us. Jesus, by the blood of the cross, has given each and every one of us the power to, to instruct people, to share with people what he's doing in our lives, what he's done in our lives. And with that, all of a sudden, now God revelationally changes their mind. But, but it starts with who? It starts with, it starts with you. Over these last couple months, we've been talking about relationships. And the reason we have relationships, the reason God created relationships was so that you and I would not sit there and say, oh, well, well it's the preacher's job to do it. No, it's to realize that your relationships, your sphere of influence is where God has placed you because you are his change agent within that realm, within that sphere. You, each and every one of us has that power, that strength. But what do we do? We end up remembering all the old, thinking that we could never be used by God because, well, well, Corey, if you only knew, well, well this is what I've done, this is who I am, or, or I'm not good at this. And, and a lot of times as well, what we do is we sit there and we start to, we start to compare. Well, I mean, you're, you're, the, you're the pastor. You know what to say. You, you do this in such a certain way, so you know how to, to approach this situation. No, 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 guys. God has created in each and every one of you a change agent. You are fully equipped to promote and enable change to happen within your sphere of influence. God says that you are what skill set he's already equipped you with. That's what he has said is you are his change agent. I want to start by, uh, by looking at, at what I'll call our, our B.C. days, before Christ. Um, B.C. days, Paul says this, when you're without Christ, this is who you are. So now you're sitting there thinking, well, Corey, I used to, I, I'm no good at, look, if you're without Christ, I will agree with you. You're no good at it. Let me read this to you. Work with me. F Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, Scripture tells us, you, you were, before Christ, you were sinful, you were spiritually dead. Even goes so far as to say you were the object of God's wrath. Ephesians 2, 1, Paul writes, he says, once you were dead. He's talking spiritually, obviously not physically. We're all walked into the building today. We're all here. But he's talking about spiritually. Spiritually, you came from a dead place. Before Christ, you were spiritually dead because of your disobedience and because of your many sins. He goes on and he says, by our very nature, we were an object of God's wrath. When we're born, we're born with a sin nature. It's, it's when we come before God and we say, God, I, I need your help. I need your forgiveness in my life. I need you to be Lord. It's at that moment that Christ does something different in us. Verse 4 continues. He says this, but God is so rich in mercy. Man, I, I love, I've done a series on, on, on the butts of God. I love big butts. <laughs> look, <laughs> come on. Look, I do. Look, I, I know that in my life there was a massive butt. I, I, was, I was this first verse. I was once dead because of my disobedience and because of my sins. My very nature, I was an object of God's wrath. But then what happened? But then God intervened. But then all of a sudden, there was this, this interjection, this point where God came into my life and he said, but, at that very moment, but God, who is so rich in mercy, loved us so much 
that even though we were dead because of our sins, even though we were living in sin, he gave us life. Not, not when I did something right. Not when I cleaned up my act. Not, not when all of a sudden I got everything together. Not when all of a sudden I, I chose to put aside all the bad and, and make it all good. And, and now by my righteous acts, no, that's not what it says. It says, and now he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. When Christ arose from the dead, at that very moment, my life was going to be different. When I recognized, when I believed in my heart, confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, at that very moment, when Christ was raised from the dead, man, look at that. I was given life. Paul goes on to say, it's only by God's grace that you've been saved. Look, without Christ, without God in your life, I'm telling you, you're sinful, spiritually dead, and the object of God's wrath. What a miserable thought. Talk about hopeless. The good news is, though, that God can change everything in a moment. Through the power of his son, through the, through the power of the, cow, of the cross of Calvary. Look, without Christ, yes, something's wrong with you. But realize, with Christ, you, you are God's masterpiece. Scripture tells us that you were created for the master's purpose. At the very moment that you believed in your heart, confessed in your mouth, God says, I'm not creating a new work. The old is gone. Everything about the old, whether it was good, whether it was bad, the things you like, the things you don't like, the things that, that you feel you wish you, you could have done right, the things that you look back and you said, I wish I would have never gone through. Every little bit of it, God looks at and he says, you are now my masterpiece. And not just the masterpiece of, uh, of some random artist. You're the masterpiece of God, the perfect workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. Paul continues as he's, as he's writing here, and in verses 8 and 9, he says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so that no one can boast about it. Look, it, it doesn't matter how, how hard you try, how religious you act, how, how many times you ticked that box on Sunday mornings. None of that makes a bit of difference. It's solely by the grace of God. He continues in verse 10, he says this, For we, you and I, for those that have believed in their heart, confessed with their mouth, for we are God's masterpiece. Another version used works, works, workmanship. When you look up this word in the Greek, it, it actually, the Greek word literally translated comes back as, as this like eloquent poem. It's, it's, it's this artistic representation of the artist, the, the master coming down and pinning down this beautiful, uh, this beautiful piece. It's, it's so much more than, than just a random work of art. This isn't dogs at a poker table. All right, we're talking about Van Gogh, right? You see, I, I think a lot of the problem that we have a lot of times is, is we're, we're looking up close. How many people have ever uh, done or seen cross-stitch? All, all three of you. Wow. This, is, this example is going nowhere. Look, on the back of cross, if you look at the back of a cross-stitch piece, it, it looks just like a whole bunch of jumbled knots, mess, lines going everywhere. You can't really see the picture. And I think a lot of times that's how we see our life. We look at these instances. We look at these, these little moments in time where, where all of a sudden I tripped and I fell, where I messed up, where I screwed up, where I didn't do this right, and, and, I, and I, all these different things. But, but all of a sudden when we, when we come before God, he flips it over and we step back and he says, man, take a look at what I'm doing. Look at the masterpiece that I'm creating. We are God's masterpiece created for the master's purpose. What a 
powerful word. That you are the masterpiece and that you are a change agent. Your, your past is full of whatever as it was, full of all the, the mistakes that you think discount you. Your past full of, full of everything that you say, well, well uh, man, Corey, I, I've been through divorce, I, I've been through addiction, I, I've been through this and that. And then we go through all the different excuses and all the while, God is saying, no, 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 that's the old. In me, you were created new. Not just created new, but you were created as a masterpiece. You are my change agent, and I want to use you. Not not have you just bring people to the pastor because that's who I want to use. No, no, no. I want to use you as my, as, as my influence in, in a certain area. Look, guys, we're not, I, I want to, in this verse, I think one thing that it talks about and I want to reiterate is we're not saved by our good works. There's no amount of good that I could have done that makes grace, salvation possible. It has nothing to do with how good you were. Your ability to do all the right things has no bearing on your salvation. But here's the thing about that as well. So the same, if all of your good carries no weight, then so the same, your past and all the bad you did has no value on what God has planned for you to do. It's us who puts the weight on it, who sits there and, and holds on to it, who sits there and looks back and goes, but I can't. A lot of times I hear it all, 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 all over different things. People will say, man, Corey, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not that good, or, or I'm not talented, or, or I can't. Or, well, what about, man, look, guys, you've got to understand, you've been remade new. You are the masterpiece of God, created for the master's purpose. You and I were saved to be a change agent, a change agent. To do good things for the one who saved us. We're saved to make a difference, to bring glory to God in this world. Let, let's do this real quick. Let me have everybody say, I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. We don't, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say. It is. I, I mean, it, it's hard to say because, because we don't see it. We don't see it in the natural. We, we look at all the mistakes when all the while God has chosen not to remember every single one of them. Cast our sin as far as the east is from the west and now looks at you with eyes that says, man, you are my beloved. You are my masterpiece. The masterpiece of God created to serve the master's purpose. And, I, and I, what, what blows my mind about all this, what I think is so powerful to me is that in all of history, all the way back to the very beginning of time, all the way through till now, in the span of all time, God decided that in this moment, you would serve him best. That the skills that he's given you, that, that what you have been empowered with, that, that who you are right now is exactly what he needed right here today, just for such a time as this. In all of history, God could have looked back and said, man, look, Corey's got this gift and I want to use it at this time. And you know when he thought to use it? Right now. Across this room, everybody in here, God looked at time, saw the gifts that he's given you and said, man, that right there, that individual needs to be placed right here. 2019. Because there's something that's going to happen and I need them for it. They are my change agent. Change agent. There was no better time for you to be born with your gifts, your talents, your skills, your personality, your makeup, who you are. 
this was the best time in history that you could serve the master and bring glory to God. The problem, again, for, for most of us is, is that we don't believe that we're a masterpiece. We sit there and, and the pastor says something like, hey, everybody say, I am a masterpiece. And you sit there and go, if I have to, a masterpiece. We don't believe that we are. God, Tori, that's, I mean, you know, try and pump us up, fluff us up. Uh, you know, it's great and all, but that's not me. But the reason is usually because we don't understand our purpose. And when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse a thing. I'll tell you an example that I think illustrates this. And I was, I loved playing baseball growing up as a kid. And, and I, I played ever since, I, I think I started at four years old. I mean, I was in it to win it. Uh, and I had gone up and, and somewhere, I don't remember when, but I, we were playing. The whole team had gotten together. It was spring. It was the start of a new year. And most of the team was returning. We're all coming back in. And there was one kid that was new. There was one kid that was new, and, and he came in, and we all gathered around that morning. We'd been throwing around the ball, catching and throwing it back and having a great time, and now it was time for the coach to kind of get us all together and get us ready for a new season. He walks up, and, and he, he reaches over in the mess of all the equipment that was laying around, and he, he grabs a particular piece, um, a cup. Not, not a solo cup. This is a protective cup that baseball players will use. And had no clue. This was his first year of baseball. Reaches down, grabs it, and goes, hey, guys, what's this? And immediately, like slow motion, a face mask? And we're all going, no. <laughs> yes, disgusting. I'm sorry. But look, when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you do is, all you can do is, is abuse that thing. You don't understand its purpose. And so many people today don't understand the purpose of their lives. We walk around, in essence, putting a jockstrap up to our mouths. Getting ourselves in trouble. Well, look, if you don't know the purpose of your life, all you can do is abuse the masterpiece of God. When you don't understand that you are a change agent, when you don't understand that you are the masterpiece of God, all you do is walk around trying to fill the void. And in doing so, you're negating, you're trying to alter the masterpiece that God has created. Life without purpose is time without meaning. Life without purpose reduces everything down to nothing more than just experiment after experiment. And that's the way a lot of people are living their lives, experimenting. Well, you know, you know maybe, maybe this job will fulfill me. Maybe, maybe I'll feel better with this person. And, you know, it didn't go well with, with that guy, so now I'm going to try a new guy. It's, uh, we, we go through life just experiment after experiment after experiment, job after job, and, and relationship after relationship, and, and drug after drug after fix after fix after vice after vice, all these different things, experimenting. We go on experimenting because we don't know the purpose of our lives. But here's the deal. When you don't know the purpose of a thing, you don't ask the thing. <laughs> if you don't know the purpose of an object, you ask the creator. You're the masterpiece of God. If you are the masterpiece of God, who should you ask for purpose in your life? You seek God. We asked him. Look, each and every one of us here exists not to accumulate more things in this little slice of eternity that we're living in. But we exist to bring glory to God.
And we all do it in a special way, a specific way, with the skills that he's given each and every one of us. It's God's masterpiece. You were created for the master's purpose. You are the masterpiece of God, made new in Christ Jesus to do the good things which the master prepared in advance for you to do. Thought number one that I want you to take home is as God's masterpiece, you were created for the master's purpose. Again, today, what I, what I really hope to do is, is just ingrain this little bit in your mind. Because over the next couple of weeks, what I want to do is, is talk about what God, who, what Jesus wrote. And as we look through Scripture, is what, is the, what does Scripture say that we are? When we're found in Christ, who does it say that we are? Because I truly believe that, that it, it can empower you. You can all of a sudden realize the, the power that has been given you to impact the world. But to start, what you've got to be able to grab a hold of is, is where you are right now. Where you are right now in Christ is the present fulfillment of your life. It's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's not happenstance. It's, it's not just a flip of a coin. Where you are right now... In Christ is the perfect culmination of what God wants for your life, his masterpiece. Thought number two I think you need to understand is that as God's masterpiece, you have everything that you need. Everything you need to do everything that God wants you to do. Look, you've got to believe this. If you are the masterpiece of God, and we, 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 we talked about that, we, we've, we've come to the conclusion, I am the masterpiece of God. So if I am the masterpiece of God, then I also got to recognize that God, as his masterpiece, is giving me everything I need to do everything that he wants me to do. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says this, God's divine power, again, not, not my strength, not my ability, not my inability, but God's power has given us everything we need for life, for godliness, through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. God has given us everything that we need for life and for godliness. God has given you everything that you need for life and for godliness. Think of it this way. God never calls someone. God never looks down and says, you know, I, I want that person right there. I'm going to call him out. And, and Kenny, you were called of God. And then when we go, oh, but God. God, oh, God's up there going, I forgot, I'm sorry. Kenny, never mind, take that back. You're not, you're not, equipped, you're not equipped for this. You, you can't do this. You're right. Oh, what was I thinking? Oh, come on, guys. God's not second-guessing himself. But, but a great example is Moses. Moses is, is, uh, is asked of God to deliver the people of Israel. And Moses didn't believe he was good enough. Came up with excuse after excuse. He sits there talking to God. And, and he's like, oh, but, but God, I, I'm, I'm slow of speech. I, I, don't, I don't talk good. Um, it's, I, I'm, not just, I'm not eloquent. And, and what was he doing? He was thinking back to his time in the palace, the way he grew up. And, and how there was, there was orators that would come forth. There were people that would speak before the king. And, and he was looking at his own inability instead of looking at at the ability of the God that was calling him out. And I love God's response. God didn't look at him and go, oh, gosh, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. You can't do this. Look at God's response. God looks at Moses and says, who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or, or, or who makes them blind? Is it not I? 
Is it not I who created all the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. It's that moment of realizing that God who calls you always equips you. As God's masterpiece, you have everything that you need to do everything that God wants you to do. He'll give you everything that you need to do everything that he wants you to do. The problem, again, so many people, we fall into the trap of, uh, of comparison. We start to look at somebody else's gift and their ability. I, uh, <laughs> people, people, uh, I love what I do. I, I, I love it. I love getting up here and speaking. I, I wasn't always comfortable speaking in front of people. This isn't something that I always just did. I, I, I would... The first time I had to get before, uh, look, I, I led worship in, in down in South Texas for 10, 12 years. I don't know how long it was. For the first six, seven, eight maybe, I, I would, before every service, I'd be in the bathroom just stomach convulsing. This isn't something that, that I, I was always excited about. I mean, I, I knew I loved it. I knew I wanted to, what, what I wanted to do, and, and I knew that God had called me to it, but, but it was always something that God was equipping in me. He was working in me. And yet we look at situations and go, well, well you know, he, he does that so well. He, they do this so well. She's, she's so much better at, and, and we start comparing other people's gifts, but I'm telling you, there's certain things that you can do that nobody else can do. Uh, yeah, today I can stand here and I can talk for for however long y'all let me talk before you start looking at your watches and I realize we got to wrap it up. But the truth is, there's things that I can't do that I look across this room and I see in you the gifts that God has given. Things that I'll never be able to do to the ability, to the strength that you're able to do it. But that's what makes up the body of Christ. That's what makes each and every one of us individuals. That's what makes us his masterpiece. Because he realized it's such a time as this, I need this individual who can do this particular thing right here in this particular time. Each and every one of us equipped. Equipped. We don't realize what we can do because we're so busy concentrating on what we can't do. We don't realize that God has created us. We don't understand what God has created in us. That God is giving you everything that you need to do everything that God wants you to do. I, I wasn't created to do what I can't do. <laughs> I wasn't created to do what I can't do. So the same, you weren't created to do what you can't do. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he needs you to do exactly what he's equipped you to do. When I stop looking at what I cannot do, I can see all of a sudden... In those moments, what it is that I can do. That I am the masterpiece of God, created for the master's purpose. And so are you. I've been made new. The old is gone. All things made brand new. I'm a new creation, scripture says, in Christ. And new creations have new purposes. The masterpiece of God. As God's masterpiece, you have everything that you need to do everything that God wants you to do. The last thing I want us to talk about this morning to look at and to realize is that as God's masterpiece, God uses everything in your life to bring about his purpose. Now, what does everything mean? 
God uses everything to bring about his purpose. As I look at the, the, the scripture in Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know, we know that in all things, what, what, is, what is all things? What is everything? What is all things? Does, does all things include the good things? So the good things in my life, God's going to use those, right? Okay, well, well does, does all things include the bad things? Does all things include the things that you're thankful that happened in your life? Does all things include the things that you wish never would have happened in your life? Does all things include all things? Yeah. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God works all things to the good. Everything in my life, where I am today, is, is solely be based on everything that's happened in my life. Are there things that I look back at and, and wish never would have happened? I'll say it this way. There's things that I look back on in my life, and I'd never wish them on somebody else. But can I say I wish they'd never happened? It's made me the masterpiece that God looks at today. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're the masterpiece created for the master's purpose. When you realize, church, that he's forming you, that he's shaping you, that, that he wants to use you, all things, using all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that gives you tremendous confidence to step into his will. Our Ability to be a change agent in this world, our ability to be a change agent within our community, our ability to be a change agent right here in Northeast Texas, Paris, Texas, solely starts with your realization that you are his masterpiece. The confidence to step into the purpose, the role that God has picked for you. A great example in scripture, and again, I... Scripture is a story after story after story of a change agent, somebody who, who didn't think they could, and then all of a sudden, through the power of Christ, realized. I, I love the story of Joseph. Uh, and and Joseph, Joseph was a young boy, and as a young boy, he, he dreamed of, of doing great things for God. He had this great vision, these great dreams, and, and so, so excited about them that he told his family, told his brothers, and, and his brothers were just like, shut up, Joseph. Look, man, you're seriously getting on my nerves. I'm about to kill you. But they, they actually, like, went through with it. It's not like you and I have said that to younger brothers or sisters. They actually went through with it. They went through the process of going to, to actually attempt to kill him. And at the last moment, you know, had a, a great change of heart. They said, well, all right, let's don't kill him. That would make Daddy really sad. We'll, we'll just sell him off into slavery and just tell Dad that we killed him. Oh, so much better. Thank you, brothers. So here's Joseph, believing that God's going to use him for great phenomenal things, and all of a sudden now he's in slavery. I, I, I can't ever imagine that Joseph looked at that situation, looked at this moment of slavery and thought, yes. Mm, that's it. That's what I wanted. God's plan of my life. All of a sudden, Potter, uh, Joseph is sold into slavery. He's, he's, he's the slave of Potiphar, and and, and he's doing well. Things are going well. But in, in being a slave for Potiphar, all of a sudden Potiphar's wife takes a, takes a liking, takes an eye to Joseph. 
ends up making an attempt at him, trying to, to move in on him. And, and, and Joseph stands his ground and says, no, I'm not going to do that. But Potiphar's wife comes back and says, he tried, to, he, tried to, he tried something on me. And when she said that, Joseph was thrown now from slavery, now thrown into prison. Now he's a prisoner. I, I don't imagine at that moment in the darkest dungeons of Egypt that Joseph thought, yeah, boom, nailed it. But what does God do? He works all things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So Joseph continues on, believing in faith, and continues to, to just, just, just stand on the word of God, continues to stand on what he knows, continues to, to stand on belief, continues to stand on who the master has told him he is. Through a series of events, all of a sudden, Joseph, he's, he's interpreted some dreams, he's promoted, all of a sudden moved up to, to second in charge of all of Egypt. Second in charge of all of Egypt. And God used Joseph to help prepare the whole nation for, for a, a massive famine that was coming into, into the area. Years later, in the, in the middle of this famine, all of a sudden, Joseph's brothers come to Egypt looking for food. And, and immediately, they don't recognize him, but, but uh, through a series of events, all of a sudden, they recognize Joseph. And, and their thoughts are, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's him. We're dead. If there was any chance of getting food for our family, that's just, it's, it's gone now. But Joseph looks at him and says, you don't understand. I, I, I'm your brother. We're family. I love you guys. I forgive you. And here's actually what he said. Scripture says, he says this. He says, what you meant for evil, God used for good. What you meant for evil, God used for good. God took all of that and God shaped me. God took all of the bad. God took all of the good. God took all of it. And I sit there and I look at the back side of it. I look at all the hurt. I look at all the pain. I look at all the mistakes. But God took it all, turned it around and said, no, 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 look at my masterpiece. I couldn't do what I'm doing today had God not taken me through my past, through all of that. Prepared me for today, for this. God used it for good. Some of you today here this morning, I, I think are, uh, you're going through hard times, through situations that you wouldn't wish on somebody else. Hurt, pain, loss, betrayal. And some of you are thinking, man, I, I wish this wasn't happening. Is it painful? Absolutely. Do you understand? Not necessarily. Do you, do you maybe wish it were different? Certainly. But listen here, if you're in Christ, if you love him, if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, if you're living for his purpose, he works in all things to bring about good. He works in all things to bring about good. That's how good our God is. Before Christ, there was, there was a lot wrong with me. Even after I had professed God as my Savior, there, there's been situations and things that I'd go through. And, and I look back at it, and, and I'm saying, man, there's no way that God should forgive you for that. But here's what you need to know. I, I can't say I regret it one bit. Because God used it to make me into the masterpiece I am today. Am I complete? Do I still make mistakes? 
every day. <laughs> all the time. But all the while, God's there picking me back up. Saying, no, 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 I see something different. You're not that failure. You're not that mistake. Come to me, all who are weary, who are heavy laden. I, I will give you rest. Today is God's masterpiece, doing what I was created to do. Look, when I, when I, when I preach uh, against sin, when I preach against issues, when I talk about certain things, it's because I know how destructive it is. I know the hurt that can come from it. I know what it's like to hurt, and, 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 I, and I preach with passion. Because when I tell you that Christ can change someone, it's because I, I was brought from darkness to light. And I recognize the difference that God did in my own life, the change. I know what it's like to go from, from, from a life of, of sin, a BC life, to all of a sudden a life that's changed. The transformative power of the Lord God, Jesus Christ. Guys, I pray with everything in me that you would know that you are his masterpiece. That each and every one of you is called and equipped, given the, the, the tools, the necessary items needed to be his change agent in this day and hour. Corey, I'm, I'm not good enough. No! With Christ... You're the masterpiece of God, the change agent that God has fully equipped to promote and enable change to happen within your sphere of influence. My sphere of influence, although we cross here, my sphere of influence isn't going to reach the areas that you can reach. You know who can? Who can reach the sphere of influence that you're currently in? Somebody else or is it you? It's you. The one thing, the one area, the one place that God has placed you is exactly what God is, is using, who God has equipped to change, to impact an area. You and I are his masterpiece. As I, as I close this morning and the band comes up to play, look, I, there's many here this morning, I think you look at your life and you, you say, I don't feel like I'm a masterpiece, Corey. After, after all I've done, after, after man, look, I... I I, I want to, I had a, I had the awesome privilege this week of, uh, of talking with a guy about just this. Coming in, and, and, and it's not, it wasn't even just this particular instance. It's, it's the story I hear so many different times. Corey, I'm, if you knew. And by the end of that conversation, man, I'm, I'm so beyond excited to say that he said, man, Corey, I, I know I need God in my life. Will you pray with me? Will you talk to me about that? And it really is just as simple as saying, God, I, I believe in my heart. I, Lord, I, I need you in my life. I, I, I confess my sins. And, and then we do that. It, it, scripture tells us as soon as we say, God, forgive me, at that very moment, he takes our sins from us casts them as far as the east is from the west, completely removes, and then goes so far as to not even remember them. And then looks at you and says, you are my beloved, my child in whom I'm well pleased. You are my change agent. It's, it's us that sits there and holds on to the past, that sits there and, and reflects on the, the bad, that, that, that looks at the hurt, 
And, and I, I get it. I do. I understand. We're still walking with the regret. We're still walking with the pain. We're still walking with all of that. But, but God is saying, no, 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 I'm creating you new. You're not defined by who you were. You're defined by a choice that says, I'm looking to the master. I'm looking to the creator to tell me my purpose. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning and, you, and you're sitting here and you're hearing this, but you're saying, Corey, honestly, look, I, I want to believe it. I want to live it. I want to know the purpose for which I was created for. I, I, I just hang on to the past, the regrets, the hurt, and all these things. And, and it's, look, I want each and every individual this morning to recognize that God has called you his masterpiece. If you're here this morning and you know that you want your life to count and you want to give him glory, I, I ask you to just quickly raise your hand. Say, God, I, I don't want to be known for what I was. I want to be known for who you are. Awesome. Across the room, hands going up. Awesome. 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 <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we come before you and we thank you. The created in you were created new, Lord God according to your purpose, according to your plan. And we ask, Lord God, that your spirit would do a work in your people, Lord Jesus, that, that we would recognize the power and the authority that's been given to us, Lord God. The same power that conquered the grave is the same power that's alive and well in me today. Lord God, that we're never the same. And I pray, Lord, that we would overcome every insecurity that this world tries to beat into us. And that we would recognize that in Christ we are new. A new creation with a new purpose, a masterpiece created to bring glory to you. God, I pray that, that the people across this room would understand who they are in you. I pray, Lord, that we would glorify you in all that we say, in all that we do, that we would see that we have been given everything that we need to do everything that you have called us to do. God, may we believe it. May we hold on to it. May we stand on it. That we would find comfort in the fact, Lord God, that that even though we're going through things that, 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 are, that are not exciting or, or maybe they're hurtful, they're painful. Then Lord God, through it all, we know that you're a sovereign God. And that in all things, you work all things to the good, Lord God, of those who are called according to your purpose. For those that love you, for those, Lord God, that come before you. I pray, Father, that we would step into your purpose. Not, not sitting there trying something new, fulfilling our, our own whims, and eh, Lord God, but instead looking to you and saying, God, use me. In whatever way that you see fit and however you need me to, Lord God, I pray. If you're here this morning... And you've never had a relationship with God. If you're here this morning and you've never said, Lord, man, Corey, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what a relationship is. Look, I'm telling you, it's just as simple as saying, God, I, I need you. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you right now. Again, with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you will, everybody across this room, let's pray together. Say, Lord God, I need you. Forgive me of my sin of my past, of my regrets. I pray, Lord, that you would use me in ways that I can't even imagine. 
I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for life. And I thank you that I am a masterpiece created by you. Thank you, Father, Lord. I pray right now that across this room that we would continue to recognize, Lord God, your handiwork in our lives. Your continual working in and through each and every one of us, Lord. Let your name be glorified in all we say and all we do, Lord God. Let people's lives be touched for eternity through how you use us to impact. Because we are your change agent. In your mighty name I pray. Amen, amen. Guys, God bless you all. Y'all have yourself a wonderful week. Look forward to seeing you. God bless.